0: Good morning,
1: Brother Cousin Anthony. <laughs> well, gentlemen,
0: yeah. we are live. We're live. We're live, men of God. We get so excited every Tuesday and Thursday morning because we get this opportunity to come before you, not only in okay. prayer, but God has blessed us tremendously over the past nine years to bring a, a rhema word. And, and we're just so honored for this month also. Uh, our topic is uh, mental health. Live. oh my god and this is so such a profound topic because right now we know what's taking place in the world we're living in and especially with not only just men but women as well and and, and, and also children that's taking place here with this mental health uh that's going on right now and so god we just thank you for allowing us to be obedient and bring a topic that's going to resonate and, and, and so many of us, so thank you Lord for that. You made all things, we know that you make all things possible. So we just wanna say thank you for that this morning. Uh, this day wasn't promised, February the 10th, 2022. Oh my God, we thank you for that this morning, Lord. We just honor you, we adore you, we worship you, and we magnify your holy name because the Bible says that you're King of King, the Bible says that you're Lord of Lord, the Bible says to you, the great I am. The Bible speaks on you the first and the last. The Bible speaks on you as being the line of the tribe of Judah. Oh God, we thank you for all this affirmation this morning, Lord, because we know what your word says for us to do. It says in Matthew 6.33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things to be added unto us, Lord. So I just want to say thank you this morning, Lord. I, I don't take anything for granted, God, because I know how you do things. And I know how you move around. And you, the Bible said, you says you're a way maker. Oh, my God. Thank you for being a way maker, Lord. I just, I just honor you. I adore you. And I just worship you. Thank you, Lord, this morning, Lord. Thank you for bringing us together, waking us up this morning. There's not a single day this promise, Lord, but we thank you. We thank you this morning, Lord. I just, I just thank you, Lord, because I've seen how you just work things out. You, 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 you your, your word, just your word alone. And Lord, for us, be obedient uh, uh, to your word, Lord. I, I want to take time out now to say thank you, Lord. Thank you for opening up a door, Lord, that I, the Lord, to something that I was uh, praying over with less than twenty-four hours, Lord. You answered the prayer, Lord. I, I, Lord, I thank you for that this morning, Lord. I, I just want to be a not to. Be the one to come back and not say thank you, Lord, for, for opening up doors, Lord. I and, and and I know a lot of you men know that I'm, I'm in the furniture business, and I just got back from a big uh, furniture convention, and I was just, uh, with my wife and I we were on a plane, I was telling Cyrus, I have to get somebody uh, right away, a good IT person, uh, just to make sure before I start moving ahead, doing some other project, I have to have someone that I know and I can trust that's going to be able to make sure we're on the right track. Well, within less than 24 hours, the guy and his wife came in the store yesterday morning, right before we even opened uh, yesterday, they came in and I know him. I hadn't seen him in about a couple of years, but they came in and they were just coming in to buy furniture and I was just still grateful to see him because it's been a minute. But anyway, uh, make a long story short, I, uh, as they were leaving out, I walked them out and I said, you guys still doing your computer business, IT business? And uh, the gentleman says, well, I'm retired. And his wife said, well, yeah, I had up the IT for a major hospital here in Dallas. Uh, I mean, you would know the name if I called it, but it's that's not relevant. But so anyway, we, we were able to connect. And I said, well, listen, I, I'm looking for this. And the guy said, listen, I'll be more than happy to do whatever I can to help you. Uh, I'm retired, and I have time to do, do whatever I need to do. And I and I just reached, said, Lord, I, said, I just said, Lord, thank you at that moment because I said, Lord, look at you already answering prayer. Oh my God, I don't know, this is someone else that's going to need this. But when you ask God, you just leave it in His hand and just trust Him, knowing that He is Jehovah Jireh as He said He was. He's our provider. So I thank Him for that. Oh God, oh Lord, I said, oh God, I have to go and tell somebody because the Bible says if we don't praise Him, the rocks will cry out. So I thank you for that testimony that you had given us there uh, yesterday, Lord. I just thank you, Lord. I thank you, and I just praise you for each and every man. There's someone else that might be seeking your help. I thank you, Bob, because the Bible says that um, for you are a help in time of need, for us to be able to come boldly to the throne of grace. Lord, thank you for that this morning, Lord. I, I just give you all the praise, and Lord, I thank you for every need is met in each and every man's household, Lord. There's no lack. I trust you enough to know who you are. And Lord, I thank you right now for complete healing in each and every man's body from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet. We bind any attack that the enemy may try to come against us. There's no weapon formed against us. We'll prosper. And Lord, we thank you right now for also the leader of the National Men's Prayer Call, Dr. Kenneth Green. I thank you for this outstanding man of God. Thank you, Father, for just allowing him to continue to get stronger, each and every day we thank you for him thank you for first lady green that stands right beside him thank you for her and lord we thank you for blessing our helpmate because the word says a house can't stand if it's divided and two cannot be together except the green the word it is the word of god in the beginning was the word and the word was god so we thank you for that thank you for blessing our offspring i just pray and thank you for them Pray for those that are going to school, going to the workplace. We thank you to the angels of the camp around about each and every school campus worldwide because we know the enemy is always lurking, but he's off limits. We thank you for each and every faculty that's pouring into our children. I thank you for the administrative, Lord. I pray for those that are working tireless, those that want to give up. Oh, God, give them the strength. Give them a the peace of mind. Only you can. And, Lord, we thank you for that. And Lord, we just give you all the praise for those that need a prayer, prayer request. Lord, I ask you to continue to lift up Tony Galloway, Kelly, and her family during the loss of relatives and her mom. Also ask men of God, thank you for uh, blessing Alexa Walker to be back here in DeSoto uh, with her mom. Just ask men of God, continue to lift her up. Ask God to just give her the strength that she needs. And and then, Father, just heal her body. And I thank you for that. Also continue to lift up our great friend, Grace Edwards. She's getting stronger and stronger each and every day because she has enough faith to know what your word says about healing. I thank you for her. Thank you for Mr. Crawford to get stronger. As a back surgery he had last week, I thank you for him. And men of God, I just thank you for each and every one of you. Maybe have a prayer request. We lift them up before you in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you right now. For the man of the hour lord we just give you all the praise for him as he continue to just hide him behind the cross allow him not to speak of himself nor the flesh but i thank you right now for you have a word for us this morning lord we thank you you sent the man of the hour and we thank you for him in the mighty
1: name of jesus amen well amen and amen again brother we just thank you for always being instant in season and out of season and ready to be able to lift up the name of Jesus and and bring the power of prayer. And then when we couple that prayer power with spiritually enhanced personal development so that we can strengthen, we can encourage, we can empower men to be able to to do exactly what God has desired and is designed them to do. Then that's a that's a that's a combination. This morning we're fortunate. We're we're actually we're blessed. We have a young man who's at the forefront of the topic and the thing that we're dealing with all month, and that is mental health. Men heal. Men can heal, but we have to deal with it from a from a systematic theological representational represent, organization. We have to deal with it from every from synergistically so that they can all come together and be able to to weather the storm and be able to overcome the issues that are facing us. So uh, men's mental health is, uh, is so very, very vital because when men are mentally healthy, they're gonna operate and do things in the home that make sense. They're gonna do things in the community, in their church, in their children's lives. All around, they're going to step in and step up and be the ambassadors for for Christ that are necessary for the word and the world to work right. So I'm not gonna, you know, try to sprinkle this with a whole lot of words. We're just excited that we have our friend, a a very, very committed um, man of God, Dr. Charles Denton. Dr. Denton, his wife, they, are, they operate Dent Enterprises there in Mobile, Alabama. And uh, the more I talk with him, the more I interact with him, the, the more I'm excited that he, uh, just to be able to, to be a part of his inner circle. He doesn't, uh, and wisely, he doesn't let a whole lot of people in because the more people, the closer they get to you, the more they can influence you. So he's influencing people around the world. So it's, my, it's our honor to bring back dr dent and he said he's gonna knock a dent in this topic this morning so dr dent the floor is yours are you there all
2: right yeah i'm here and thank you dr Mac, and thank you all guys um you know really appreciate it um thank you elder christian being on the call that you've been consistent with us uh that big l that keeps showing up guys he don't show his face but um a, a lot of times uh, i'll say this to all of guys you know since i have really gotten more into it into the field um, you know, like when I start dealing with mental health and start dealing with men's mental health, black men, especially a lot of times, you know, we don't go out to get the help we need or we we won't own up that we do need help. So, yeah, I want to go to a passage scripture because I want to go to First Kings chapter 19. I want to talk about Elijah being in that cave and uh, because certain things that sometimes I think when we have mental health issues, we hide in a cave you know we we go to that cave and we stay there and we need someone to interact with us you know fortunately for for elijah he had god he had god to talk to him while he was in there so we some we know the story but i want to read it to you this um verse sorry um first king 19 verse 9. Uh, he entered the cave there and spent the night then the word of the lord came to him and said to him what are you doing here elijah He replied to God, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts, but Israel had abandoned your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I'm alone and left. They are they're looking for me to take my life. Because when you start dealing with mental health issues, you sometimes think you are alone, that you're the only one facing those struggles and those pains. So, you know, think about God asking Elijah, what are you doing? here so guys listen to this mental health mental health is personal and i'm gonna give you a definition of mental health but i'm gonna give you a definition of mental illness mental health is the state of well-being in which e- each person realize his or her own abilities limitation and learn how to deal with the stressors in life because you learn how to deal here's elijah in a cave dealing with the stressors And he ended up hiding from everybody because he locked into a cave right now. He's all alone. And one of the worst things we can do when we're having mental health issues is isolation. And this is something I had to learn, that if the more you isolate yourself, the more the enemy will prey on your mind. And so that was the key thing here. So mental illness is a health challenge that significantly affects how a person feels, thinks, and behaves with other people. Now think about this, Elijah didn't go looking, I mean Elijah didn't go looking for other people to get connected with. He basically isolated himself because he, everybody knows the story, he was running from Jezebel. But think about the stressors that men have in life, financial stressors, housing, academic, work career stressors, social stressors, relationship, being intimate with people, family dysfunctions, friendship. Because sometimes when men are struggling with mental health issues, they have difficulty making friends or being friends with other people. What about grief and disaster? Because the pandemic became a major form of stressors because people didn't learn how to deal with all the stress that came with the pandemic? Are we going to die from COVID-19? It's going to kill all of us because we didn't learn. We were never prepared for this pandemic. So we didn't properly prepare. Did Elijah prepare for dealing with Jezebel and all the things he was going He had all these stresses happening. Now think about when you have mental illness, it's dysfunctional flow. It's trauma. It's anxiety. It's mood. It's psychosis. Is help seeking, is stigmas, and it's a difficult finding support. Because one of the things I try to help when veterans, and I was dealing with my daughter with combat, uh, coming back from Afghanistan, is how you get around the right people that's gonna support you as you go through this. So guys, there are signs, and when we were on the call on Tuesday, there are signs and there's symptoms. And sometimes we can read the signs, but we can't read the symptoms. We can see the behavior, we can see things happening in their behaviors, but we cannot dig deep enough into the symptoms of what's really going on that create these signs. And so sometimes people just shut down, especially men, we shut down, we we don't talk about it. We say, you ask the person what's wrong, nothing. We say nothing because we haven't learned how to process what's really going on with us. You know, think about Elijah. Why are you here? So let me ask you a, a question, guys. Where are you working? And that means what's working in your mind? What's working in your mind? Where are you living? Or here's the question we ask. Where are you living? We go like, what's living in your mind? Think about Elijah. God asking him a question Why are you here? A place, isolation, hiding. We hide behind it. We isolate ourselves. We don't get the help. We don't have the support in the home to deal with mental health issues. So, guys, here's again how do we remove the stigmas? And then, how do we remove the myths? The stigmas is this, including negative attitudes toward people with mental health challenges that can lead to discrimination. So you wonder why God asked Elijah, why are you here? Because God had to help Elijah remove the stigmas. You know, a lot of times when people have a negative attitude, we try to hurry up and fix the attitude and not not try to just walk with the person and understand why the person is thinking the way they're thinking. You don't need to be negative, but on the battery post, there's a negative post and there's a positive post. If you don't have both, you can't have the currency that you need to flow to create the power in the battery. So all of us sitting on the call have some negative thinking. But sometimes we think negative thinking is wrong because the world has given us the language like negative thinking is always wrong. But is it? Is it? We have to help remove the stigmas so that people can get the help they need without thinking I'm less of a man if I reach out for help. Be a man, be strong man. You gotta be a strong man. You can't, you can't cry, you can't do all this. But then you isolate yourself. You don't talk to anyone. and you don't realize that there's something going on within yourself, how do we remove the myths? So Connie, I think about these myths, like one myth is this, time heals all wounds. It's a myth, if time heals all wounds, why is it that some people are still holding on to a grudge after 10 years later? Why is it that some people are still remember the trauma they had when they was a child and they're now 50 and 60 years of age? Because time doesn't heal all wounds. The second myth, if you confront it aggressively, it'll go away but it has not. It hasn't left. You still remember that whooping your daddy gave you. Because some people think if you confront it aggressively, it's going to leave you. But if you don't trace it, to erase it, you can never replace it. If you don't trace it, you got to confront it, but you got to trace it. You got to know how to erase it, to replace it. But you, if you don't, if you don't confront it in the right manner, guess what happened? Confrontation doesn't always change the argument. And the third thing is this: you should have been over it by now. That's a myth. You should have been over it by now. How, how long is going to take before you get over this thing? that is a myth, because sometimes, guys, it becomes very difficult for people to talk about what they're dealing with. And so I try to do this, is a lot of times people try to spiritually bypass it, and they try to go to God, God to fix it, God to fix it, and they gotta send you to a person to get you the help you need. But what you're doing is you're doing a spiritual bypass because God, when God came to Elijah, he did not allow him to think that he was the only person left. He did not allow him to think that you're the only one dealing with this. You are not the only one. You're not alone in this. I, I got others who have not bowed down to it. You got to understand that you don't walk this life by yourself. So guys, what can we do? Here's some of the things I want you to learn to do when we're dealing with mental health issues. Learn how to access it properly. I mean, in other words, if, there, if there's a threat to themselves, you know immediately they need to get help. The second thing is give assurance. Give reassurance that, hey, I'm here with you. I'll walk with you. Or I'll get you the help you need. Give them assurance that they're not alone. That's what God was doing with Elijah. Elijah, you're not alone. I'm going to walk with you. And that's so important that we give people assurance that I'm going to walk alongside of you. The Bible said you compel them to go a mile. He said, go with them until the job is done. And we have to walk with men. We have to learn how to do this consistently as we walk with them. The third thing is this. Listen non-judgmentally stop judging you must have done something wrong stop acting like joe friend. you must have sinned. all this stuff is coming down on you learn how to listen non-judgmental just listen to where they are because you know what the more we listen and the better we listen the better we can help someone they came to Job and they tried to tell Job, you must have done something. There's no way you can have justice. No way you can be righteous with God and you doing all this stuff. If we can learn how to listen non-judgmentally, stop judging everything the other person is going through. Start to listen. God asks him a question. Why are you here? God was listening to his answer. You notice God wasn't trying to fix him immediately. God was listening to where he is. And if you know when you read the story, God did the earth, wind, and fire. I always say earth, wind, and fire got their name from that scripture, earth, wind, and fire. So you got to look at it, that how God did it, and God was showing him how he respond to us quietly. Because sometimes... In leadership, we need to be quiet leaders and learn how to listen to where people are without trying to fix them. Then encourage them. Learn how to encourage them to seek help. Guys, in in this piece, what we can do is help them with self-care. And this is constantly what even Dr. Mack was saying. Help them with self-care and self-compassion because then we can help them identify their habits, their emotions, their attitudes and limitations. We got to get to the point that we understand our own habits because some of the habits that we have is the result of trying to hide the pain and not to get the help we need. That's why we get into addictions and drugs and all of this other stuff because we're trying to find a way to hide the pain. We try to numb the pain so we got to help now my final thing is this in the mental health world now we're trying to build resilience and since i i address a lot of the spiritual issues in the clinic one of the things I'm gonna say to you guys right now is how do we build resilience? And first thing is this, I'll tell, and since I'm dealing with spiritual resilience, first thing I said, you got to know, you got to build spiritual resilience by knowing one thing, that you know that God is working for your good. That even with Elijah, he had to know that God was up to doing something good in his life. So we build spiritual resilience by teaching them Romans eight twenty eight. You know that God is working for your good. The second thing is building emotional resilience. And I love this one is becoming your own hero. Stop looking for somebody else to be your hero. You become your own hero, building emotional resilience because we're emotional people. And you go like, I'm, I'm learning how to build my own resilience by being my own hero. Stop looking at somebody else to be your hero because God, the God inside of you is bigger than anybody outside of you. The third thing is physical resilience, especially guys who are dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder. I'm telling them there's, this main piece for physical resilience is eating right, exercising, and getting rest. To build your physical resilience, you got to start changing what you eat. You got to start exercising, and you got to get some rest. Building your mental resilience, and I'm talking about this, and please hear me, guys. I'm trying to get men to stop chasing after every thought. Because that's what we do. We start chasing. A thought comes, we start chasing after it. You Listen, you got to keep your mind from judging every thought. Because we do it 85% of the time. We judge every thought that we have. Even what you're thinking right now, you're judging it. Even what I'm saying right now is in a place of judgment because 95% of our our thinking is subconscious until somebody triggers something to bring it conscious to us. Building mental resilience, but also relationship, relational resilience. Relational resilience is this, setting boundaries around healthy relationships and setting boundaries around unhealthy relationships we have to build resilience. And financial resilience. One of the things about financial resilience learn how to avoid the instant gratification. Learn how to avoid it because once you start building financial resilience, you start achieving a lot more. Then I'm gonna give you guys my ABCs of work, which is I'm working with this other company. The ABCs of work is any job better job to a career because some people go for any job. When you're dealing with mental health issues, they're gonna take any job. To go to a better job, to get to the career. Sometimes that's why when we I'm helping this guy, I say, when you interviewing people, you need to find out whether or not they're just looking for a job or they're looking for a better job than the one they're coming from, but they're still not in the place of making, having a career. Because any job would do some people. To get to a better job, to get to a career and then here's my last piece guys in building resilience it's no longer about time management it's about managing your energy in a block of time how do you manage your energy from certain hours to the other hour you have to learn how to manage your energy because there's certain times of the day you feel like you need to take a nap Anybody with me? There's certain times day you say your energy level is low and you go like, wait a minute, man, I'm not ready. And so one guy asked me yesterday, he said, what you need? I said, I need my 10 minute nap because my energy was low. I'm not going to produce much when I'm tired, when I need a nap. I need a siesta, guys, I need a nap. Hey, I'm done for the day. Thank you for listening. And I'll tell you guys, this mental health piece is serious because I'm, I'm going to give y'all my final note. I wonder what's going to be the like the mental health going on this weekend between the F- Super Bowl. I wonder what it's going to look like who lose and who win. My team not playing, so I don't care. So anyway, thanks, guys. God bless.
3: Well, amen. Amen. Thank you, Dr. Dan. Always a good uh, timely word for for us men uh, that's on this call. And uh, I I can't recap everything in totality in what you said. I tried to take copious notes, but um, it wouldn't do justice. So I'm just going to summarize a bit here and we'll certainly encourage everyone to uh, go back and take a listen to uh, this uh, platform. Um, and re-meditate on what uh, Dr. Dennis shared as as it relates to mental health. And so certainly he explained what is the difference between mental health and mental illness. Certainly it's a big difference, and we need to know what that is and know how to manage and handle that in our lives. What are the various signs and symptoms that that occur? Are we paying attention to our friends, our loved ones, as it relates to being aware of what's going on around us and being sensitive to uh, the issues that we're dealing with in this life? Uh, persecution and affliction comes for the word's sake. So we're all being challenged with something, but are we sensitive um, and in tune enough to recognize what's going on uh, around us? It was interesting that, that God asked Elijah that question. What's going on? What, what, what are you doing here? Um, and so we have to look inward within ourselves and ask that uh, difficult question but what am I doing? What is going on with me? And being transparent, you know, my wife uh, tends to ask me, you know, how am I doing when I walk through the door coming from home, coming from work? And, and at times I would say, I'm okay. But maybe I, I dealt with some things uh, when, when I was at work and that I didn't share. I just shared that I was okay. So being in a place of, of really just sharing what, what's going on. She's not, she's on my side and she, she always reminds me, she's not against me, she's for me. So we are not alone, as Dr. Dent indicated. We have loved ones around us that care. But if we are not transparent and share with what's really going on, then they can't help us. They're, they're not in a position to help us. And so we have to be transparent. And what I've, um, Dr. Brené Brown, uh, th- th- being in an area of being transparent and, and, and open, um, you, you said something about men. We don't always share our feelings. We don't always discuss with others what's going on. That doesn't make us bigger men. That doesn't make us brave or fear, fear, fearless. What that does, is it makes us vulnerable, and vulnerable puts us in a position of power. Ha ha, ha ha. There you go, men. Listen to that. Go back and listen to this message. Uh, pretty awesome. He also discussed the various things that, what are myths? Time heals all wounds. Well, not necessarily, because why are we still holding, holding on to grudges? Why do we still remember trauma things? So again, go back and listen to, I, I, can't, I can't recap because I want to wrap this up. He mentioned, what are some of the things that we can do to help ourselves? Learn to assess things properly. Give reassurance that you're not alone. Listen non-judgmentally. Don't listen to respond, listen and be what we call with. Be with that individual, pay attention. Sometimes reiterate what that individual is saying to ensure to reassure them that you are paying attention. Um, and then you went into the areas of resi- resilience, and this is where I sort of missed some things. Building spiritual resi- re- resilience, emotional resilience, physical resilience, relational resilience, and financial resilience. Powerful message today. And you talk about the ABC's of work. Let me just wrap up right there and just say, you know, I'm never, um, I never miss out when I get on this call. I'm always receiving something and I have to go back and meditate on what was discussed. Um, And meditation brings about revelation and brings about manifestation. So take the time to do that. Father, we just thank you today for um, uh, your humble servant, Dr. Dent, for yielding himself, allowing the Holy Spirit to work uh, in him and through him to dispense and share uh, the wonderful word, the gospel of Jesus Christ that was dispensed today. We receive it, Lord God, humbly. We, we ask for an open heart, for an open ear to hear your engrafted, powerful word that it will be able to build us up and leave us an inheritance, give us and put us in a position of power and in your presence so that we can glorify you in all that we do. We thank you, Lord God, for this ministry, the National Men Prayer Call, that it is uh, being a blessing uh, to those who are paying attention, for those who will become aware of it, and being a blessing around the world. Uh, Father, we just uh, bless all the men uh, and women that are, are on this uh, platform and that will partake. Uh, we thank you that um, uh, that we're doing a wonderful thing for your glory, and we give you praise. Thank you for going before us to show us the way behind us to encourage us, within us to give us strength and peace, and above us to watch over us. And we love you, and we praise you in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Back over to you, Dr. Mack. Uh, Good word, Dr. Dent.